The reason it's important to be on a team here at the Ridge is because what we're doing is we're fulfilling God's purpose together. So let's get into that this morning. Let's talk more about that. We've been in this series dealing with the church and dealing with community and being able to worship why it's important to worship, why it's important to be together. And one of the biggest parts of spiritual growth in our life is that we've got to be a part of a community. We are meant to be together. We are meant to be a part of the family of God. So we've been talking about what this means. And in case you've been out, in case this is your first time tuning in in a while, let me give you a little bit of a review, okay? So the first week when it comes to the church and defining the church, we talked about why it's so important to be in community. And then the second week, we talked about why it's so important to share our faith and bring others into that community. And then the third week, we talked about how to strengthen those relationships within the community. You know, we talked about those things that kind of build up relationships and those things that tear down and how to stay connected. And today, since it's Volunteer Recognition Sunday, I just want to keep that ball rolling and I want to talk about serving. And I want to talk about the importance of serving within the community. You see, this is so important because I really believe that God didn't put you on this earth just to live here by and for yourself. He didn't put you here just to live for the weekend, just to live for the next big trip or the next big thing, just to make as much money as you possibly can before you die and play a little golf here and there. You see, I think that God has big things in store for you. I really think that he wants your life to matter. And I think, and I know, and I believe that he wants you to make a big contribution. He wants you to get out there and serve him. And so one of the big questions is like, how do you serve God? Like, how do you serve a God? How do you serve someone that you can't see, that you can't touch, right? The best way to serve God, and what scripture makes very clear, is that we serve him by serving others. Right. It, it, whenever you use or share your gifts or your, or your talents or your time or your energy or your resources, when you use what you have to help others, that, that's a way of serving. That's, that's your ministry. You've heard me say this all the time. You are meant to be ministers of Christ. But here's the good news. The good news is you aren't meant to do this by yourself. You're not meant to be alone. You're not meant to be in ministry all by yourself. We're meant to do this within the community. Just like I told you a few Sundays ago when it came to sharing your faith and how scared we are sometimes to step out and share what we believe about Christ with other people or live for Christ in those environments. We're not meant to do that on our own. We're meant to do that as a church family. Then it's the same thing when it comes to serving. We're meant to serve, yes. You are meant to serve in your areas. But we are meant to serve and we have a better and greater impact when we do it within our community, right? When we do it as a part of God's family. You see, the Apostle Paul knew this. And he wrote to a church community in Philippi, and he says it this way. Look, this is our first verse here. He says, does it mean anything to you? He's talking to the church body. Does it mean anything to you that we are brothers in the Lord sharing the same spirit? In other words, Paul is saying this idea of us being connected, this idea of us being a part of a church family, this idea of us being brothers and sisters in Christ, does this mean anything to you? Because it should. 
right? This is a big deal. Like Paul is like, I really hope you get your heads wrapped around this fact that we are joined together. So if being joined together is such a big deal, he goes on to say, then make me truly happy. He says, this is what can make me happy is by loving each other and agreeing wholeheartedly with each other and working together with one heart and mind and purpose. Working together, serving together, being a part of a team together with one heart. Why is this so important? Like, why is it that we take a moment every fall and every, at least twice a year? Why, Why do we talk so much about this at the Ridge? Like, why can't I just serve Jesus? Why why can't I just be my, why can't I just serve Jesus on my own? I got my things and I I know what I like to do. Why can't I just do that by myself? Well, there's three reasons. Three big reasons we need to do this together. Number one, if you got your message notes, go ahead. uh, Open those up on the app. If you're online, you can find those message notes on the app and you can follow along. If you grab one of those papers, you can just write this down. There are three big reasons. Number one is because we are family. That is so hard to say without trying to sing it. We are family, right? Paul uses the word brothers for reason. He uses that word brothers and sisters. Just just describing that relationship that we have with each other. And you know what I wonder sometimes when I think about this, that we're family. I wonder if when we serve together, if God is just as interested in the relationships you build while serving together than he is in the service that you're actually doing. Think about that. I've been on, I've been a part of teams, I've been on mission trips before when we actually wondered like, what did we, did we really accomplish everything? But what we did accomplish, oh man, was that sense of building community and being with our family and that was strengthened in the middle of whatever it was that we were doing to serve. And that made a huge impact. So, so number one, we're meant to do this together because we are family. And I got all my sisters with me. Anyway, okay, number two, number two, the second one is, is because we need each other. We need each other. Man, nobody has all the talent. Nobody's got all the gifts. Nobody's perfect. And God designed us this way. You know this in scripture, Paul talks about we as a body of Christ within the church. You know, some of us are eyes and some of us are ears and some of us are hands. We are all needed together to be able to serve him and serve him effectively, right? And number three, number three, it's because we get the job done. We get the job done. There's a little Hamilton reference for anybody that knows that. We get the job done. Ecclesiastes 4.9, it says that two are better than one because they work more effectively. And we know this because and we even make up little phrases about this. Teamwork makes the dream work, right? We get more done together. So for all these reasons and many more, Right? We need to be a part of a team. We need to feel as though we're part of the team. We need to know what it's like to be connected within that church family and stay connected within the church family. If for not only for these reasons, let me give you one more reason, and I just didn't even write this down. It's just so obvious, and it's, it's everything with these candy bars that we've been talking about this morning. It's just because it's fun. It's just a fun part of life, to be a part of a great team. In fact, I guarantee you, some of you have great memories of how much fun it was, was at one point being on a team and how important that team was, you, was to you because you had so much fun. 
Some of you remember me sharing the story of moving my senior year to Cordial and I was playing tennis and, and at the old high school I was playing number one, and at the new high school I just thought, well, I'll just go there and play number one and then I ran into this guy named Ross Finn and he was ranked in the state and he was number one and I obviously was not because I, I set up to have that first game with him and I set up uh, on the back line and I was so cocky and I thought so highly of myself, plus I'm a year older than, than this guy so I've got it and I'm ready and I'm ready for that first serve and he's served it and it went by me so fast I didn't even move. I even jokingly said, anytime you're ready. (laughs) So I thought this isn't going to go well. So I backed all the way up. I was like, I need more time. I backed all the way. My back was against the fence and he kick served it so the second serve so bad that it jumped over my head. I swung and I missed. Completely didn't even touch the ball. Aced me for the second time and I thought okay there's only one way to do this I get back up to the baseline I'm like I'm just gonna have to take it off the hop and he serves it as fact he's got this smile on his face because he knows this is gonna go his way and he serves that next serve and when he does I swung I just closed my eyes and I swung as hard as I could and I made contact and I hit that ball and that ball soared right over the fence and into the parking lot and hit a car. <laughs> but I didn't care. I raised both of my hands and I was like, I hit it. I hit it. I touched it. But I didn't play number one. I didn't even play number two. I was lucky to play number three. And you know what? I didn't care because I was part of an amazing team. And we had so much fun on that team. I loved it. And I bet a lot of you, man, you've got memories of being on a great team. And I think God actually wired us to want to be a part of community, right? To want to be a part of those teams. That's why we root so hard for teams. That's why we root so hard for our foot. How many of y'all are excited about football? I know Stu already brought it up. Football teams, yes. So excited for football. And the Braves are in first in their division. And we're just, you know, we love rooting for our teams. I still remember the 91 Braves season. How many of y'all remember the worst of first, 91 Braves season? Yes. I remember Sid Bream running around third base. Y'all remember that? I remember Greg Olson jumping into the arms of John Smoltz when they won the pennant. I remember all of that. And I remember like it was yesterday just screaming at the TV at Sid Bream to run because I thought I could run faster than this guy. And the reason I did that and the reason I got so excited is because I felt like I was part of that team. And that feeling is great. We feel more alive, right? We, we, we get more done. We, we get closer to each other. And we just have more fun. And one of the best ways to experience that within the church is finding and being a part of one of the teams. And you know what? There are so many great examples of a church that had different teams that did different things. And one of, the, one of my favorite stories happens in Acts chapter 12. In Acts chapter 12, we read about Peter being arrested and thrown into prison by Herod. And Herod finds out that this is actually a big deal. People kind of like the fact that he has arrested this Christian, not just a Christian, but like one of the main ones. And so they arrest him and they throw him into jail. Nobody knows what's coming yet, but there is a team. 
There was a group that was gathered from the church, and this is what it says. It says, so Peter was kept in jail, but the people of the church, this team, this small group, this gathering, they were praying earnestly to God for him. They're meeting in this home, and they're praying for the release of Peter. And meanwhile, back in the prison, God is working. And during that evening, an angel comes. And literally breaks him out of prison. And the whole time, Peter, the whole time they're talking about this, Peter actually feels like this can't be real. This is just so different. It's so surreal. And he's actually just walking out of the prison with this angel. And it wasn't until he's in the street. He's he's in the road that he just kind of wakes up and he's like, oh my goodness, this actually is happening. And he remembers this team praying for him at Mary's house. And so he goes to Mary's house, he gets to the gate, and he bangs on the gate of this home, hoping to get safe haven, hoping to go inside. And this lady named Rhoda, which by the way is the best biblical name ever, I love it. Rhoda comes to the door, she looks outside, she sees Peter at the gate, she slams the door, she runs back inside to tell everybody else. Meanwhile, Peter is still outside. And I'm sure Peter is at the gate going, can you let me in, please? I'm sure they're looking for me. But she goes back inside and look at their response. They looked at Rhoda and they said, you're crazy. There's no way he's out there. But she kept saying it was Peter. But it is. He's out there. Our prayers have been answered. And so they go to the door, they open it. And they go to the gate and they realize it is Peter. And they let him inside. What was it like to be a part of that team and to see God work that miracle? How awesome must that have been? God is in control. And God still works those types of miracles even today through people who are gathered together in the name of Jesus Christ. So what does it take to be a part of a great team? That's what I want to talk about real quick with the time that we have left. If you want to increase a team spirit here at church, you know what, and you can apply this just like a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know what, you can apply this to your family, to your work environment, to to students and school, wherever. If you want to be a part of a great team, I want you to focus on these four things, okay? We got another acrostic that deals with this. So the T for a great team, the T stands for trust. Write that down. Being a part of a great team means you trust one another. And don't you think that that's what's happening in this church group? that's meeting in this home at Mary's house, that they trust one another. And the reason I say that is because if Herod is arresting Christians, and Herod thinks this is a good deal, and Herod takes actually the biggest name that there is and has him in prison, then maybe, maybe this group needs to be extremely careful. And maybe we need to trust that each person within this group, man, they, they, they've got to have the, the, the interest of the group in mind. So we've got to trust one another. We've got, we got to lean into each other. You know, trust is so important. Trust is the emotional glue that really bonds us as friends, as, as, as family, as, as small groups, as volunteer teams, whatever it is. Without, without trust, right, you're not going to have the close relationship that God wants you to have. One of Paul's teammates in ministry was a guy named Timothy. And in one of his letters, he writes to Timothy, and he says this in 1 Timothy 6.20. He says, Timothy, he says, I want you to guard what has been entrusted to your care. Focus on that word, entrusted. You you see, one of the things that builds trust within a great team together is learning to share responsibility. 
Being a part of a great team is learning to lean on and trust each other to do what they can do, to do what God has gifted them to do, right? Paul realizes this and he's like, Timothy, I want you, here are your responsibilities. This is where you're gifted and I'm gonna entrust you to get that job done. And I gotta trust that you will do it. Well, when it comes to a good team, man, let me ask you. Let me ask you if you got people that you can trust, that you can depend on, that you can lean on, that trust them to do what they can do to help you carry the load. Give them a little bit of responsibility. Because the more we learn to trust the people of God, who he's placed in our lives, man, the, the more we begin to see just how gifted they really are and how helpful they can be. So the first one is trust. The second one is empathy. It takes a lot of empathy. We need empathy and we need sympathy, right? Sympathy is sharing feelings with someone. Empathy involves really just kind of putting yourselves in that person's shoes and understanding why they're going through what they're going through. But we need sympathy and we need empathy. In 1 Peter 3.8, he says this. He says, finally, Peter says, everyone's got to live in harmony, you got to live in harmony. You got to be sympathetic. You got to love each other. You got to have compassion and be humble. Focus on those words. Sympathetic. Everybody's got to live in harmony and they got to be sympathetic. I don't think that you can have harmony without having sympathy. Right? Because you can't be a part of a good team. You can't have a good family. You can't, you can't have a good classroom or you, you can't have a good church family, right, right? If you're not aware of what's going on in everybody's lives. When we have our volunteer team meetings on Sunday mornings, we take prayer requests. We want to know what is going on in each other's lives because we realize this is what makes a great team together. We are sympathetic. It really takes being aware. And don't you know that's what's happening in Mary's home too? This team that gathered together. Obviously, one of their main missions in gathering together is to pray. And don't you know they prayed about everything? They probably were well aware of everybody's needs within that team. Not only that, but also Peter's needs and what was needed to be able to get him out of prison. And as a result, they were seeing those prayers being answered. Empathy is important because it meets two deep needs. One of the needs everybody has is just to be understood. I just want to be understood. Everybody wants to be a part of a group that gets them, that understands what they're going through. It's, it's important to have people around us that understand who we are and what we're thinking and what we're concerned about. And the second thing we need is we need to be validated with our feelings. We need people in our life that are able to look at us and say, you're not weird, <laughs> Like, you're not weird for feeling that way. I can understand why you're feeling the way that you're... We need a place to be able to share and feel validated that our feelings aren't crazy and that you can help me with these feelings or you can share those feelings with me. You know, we all have this need for empathy. We all have this need to be a part of that kind of group. And I think, you know what, when it comes to empathy, when it comes to sympathy, I think we may even be born with it, with that need. In fact, I was thinking about this this past week. I was watching a little GMA in the morning. I saw this little video of this 11-month-old little baby girl, and she's fake crying. He tells her no, and look at her. Look at her. She's like, Dad, I just want a little sympathy. Oh, is he looking? Is he looking? And he says no. And let's, Dad. I just want a little sympathy. Just give me a little sympathy, please. And he, is he looking? And 
No, and a little bit more, right? (laughs) I thought that was so cute. This just goes to show, right? We all want to feel, we all want people to sympathize with how we feel. So you know what? Let, Let me ask you this. How can you experience more sympathy within a group? Here's, here's how you work on this element for empathy in the E part of team. You got to be able to slow down a little bit. We got to slow down and take the time to listen. And the reason I say that is because we live in such a fast-paced society that we really don't slow down enough to really listen to other people or really hear or try to understand what they need. It's kind of like going to the Grand Canyon. You know, Shannon and I love taking trips, and we're like, you know what? We really need to go back to the Grand Canyon when we have a chance to really take our time and kind of hike through it a little bit. It's one thing to fly over the Grand Canyon and see how big it is from that height going 600 miles. It's another thing to go down and experience and really take the time it is to kind of hike through it. And our relationships are are the same way. I can't really experience someone's life or, or be a good teammate if I'm just running at 600 miles an hour every day, right? In order to build a strong relationship with people, I gotta slow down. I gotta take the time to really get in and get to the details. So maybe when it comes to this point, when it comes to empathy, think about your life for just a minute. Are you speeding through so fast? Do you need to slow down just a little bit and take the time that's needed to be a part of a journey group? To be a part of a small group, to be a part of a volunteer team, to be a part of some type of part of this church so that you can build better relationships with other people. You'll be glad you did. Let's go on to the A. The A is for accommodation. We got, we got to be willing to accommodate one another. Let's look at Romans 15, 2. And what this is, it says, Each of us should please our neighbors. Let us do what's good for them in order to build them up. Each of us should please our neighbors. And isn't that what Mary is doing in this home setting with these people? Right? She is opening up her house. She is accommodating others. She is, she is looking for the needs to please and help the needs of those within her group with, with Peter. To accommodate other people, it just means, you know what, simply I'm going to open up my life. I'm going to give some space. Right? And it's a big part of being a part of a team because everybody has different needs. We all have different needs that need attention. You know, the pandemic has been problematic for all churches. And each step of the way, the members of this church have been so accommodating to try new ideas in the the hopes of continuing to reach other people. In fact, a great example of this is our band on Sunday mornings. As you know, we, we haven't returned to two services just yet, which has posed a problem for our volunteer teams because they don't have a chance to worship before they serve. And we really kind of wanted to do that again. So I posed this to the, uh, to the worship team a little, bit, well, a little while back. And I said, you know what? Let's start 15 minutes early. Let's start at 10 o'clock. Let's offer up a song, a powerful song and a little devotional and give us a chance to kind of worship together before everything takes off on Sunday mornings and we're all doing our different things and we're all scattered around this building. 
I think of the band and how quickly they jumped into that and how willing they were to accommodate the needs of other people. I I think of our small groups that meet and they change times and they change locations trying to accommodate the needs within the people and their group. I think of the volunteer teams who pick up, just this morning I had to call somebody because somebody else was out, and they pick up an extra Sunday because people are out and we need the help. Being a part of a great team, it means having a desire to please. Right? Wanting to accommodate other people to build the team up. So that means, that means I'm going to make some space. And I'm willing. I'm willing to do as much as possible. And then the M, the last one. The M is for mission. We're all on a common mission. Great teams don't exist for themselves. Man, they have a cause. They got a purpose. They're on a mission together. They're going to do something great together. Basketball teams are, are all for the playoffs. Baseball teams are all going for the World Series. Football teams are going for the Lombardi or, or the, you know, the college uh, playoffs, right? This team in Mary's house, don't you know they were focused? They were focused, what we know they were focused on is prayer. They were focused on praying for God to work in the life of Peter. And because of that mission, God, God answered. You know, our volunteer teams here at the Ridge, our teams that we have, they're they're all on a mission. Our greeters uh, on Sunday mornings, when people come here, man, we are on a mission on Sunday mornings to help people experience the love of Jesus in a different kind of church. Right, our Rose Hill mission team, when we go out, we go out with a mission to serve the less fortunate on Tuesday evenings at the safe house. Our marriage groups that meet. Man, our marriage groups have a mission to restore and strengthen marriages. We have study groups that meet with a mission to deepen their relationship with God and with each other. Great teams, man, they understand what the mission is. And they're heading in that direction together. So, as we wrap this up, I I, I say this all the time. And, you know, and I, and I know I preach on this and I teach on this a lot. But, man, I just hope you understand, being a part of a church, we need each other. God designed us to be together. We are better together. Being a part of a team, being a part of this church family, it's important. Right? Finding a team that you can trust, that you, people that empathize with you, accommodate, and, and are a mission to get, it's important. It's part of what we do here at the Ridge. So what I want to do before, I know I generally I do announcements after the prayer. What I want to do is I, I want to go right into announcements right now so the people online can hear this as well. But I, I want to give you three ways to be a part of the team here at the Ridge, okay? But before we do that, let, let me just go ahead and say, you know what, um, I want to thank you for filling out those Connect cards. You should have received a Connect card coming in here today. I know we haven't handed anything out in a long time, but we did this morning. I want you to fill that out with your name and let us know that you're in worship with us. Um, those of you who are online, the Connect card is on the Ridge app. Fill that out for us so that we know that you're worshiping with us as well. If you have an offering, thank you so much for your tithes and offerings. We're going to collect those at the end of the service. When you leave, there'll be the basket at the exit door. Stick those connect cards in there, okay, as you leave this morning. But also, I want you to take notice, on the comment section of that connect card, you can write this down. If you don't have the Ridge app, I want you to write down and communicate to me where you want to be a part of the team. Okay, but for those of you that have the app, everybody take your phone. Let's open up the Ridge app, and I want to show you a few things, okay, on here as far as being a part of the team. Everybody open it up. And when you do, you're going to see that serve button is the second button on there. If you hit that serve button, you'll go to the volunteer teams. Okay, and if you look at that app, you'll find various ways to plug in on Sunday mornings. 
And like I said before, we're starting something new on Sunday mornings so that when you serve, you don't have to miss worship. We're going to have worship at 10 a.m. for our volunteer teams before we go off and man our stations. And I'll tell you again, um, our greatest need is with our children's area. You know, we always need baby holders and we need people down at elementary um, helping with Nathan lead those carpets. And as you heard from Marietta, it's one of the best places to serve that gives you so much satisfaction at the end of the day. So take a look at those volunteer teams and join one of them today. Also, there's journey groups are starting up. So if you go back to the front page, go back to the info, you'll see the info button down at the bottom. If you click that serve button, go back, open up the app again, and you'll see journey groups. And if you click that button, we're starting our journey groups up. Okay, and I want to share with you just a few things we got coming around the corner this fall, okay? On Sunday nights, we're going to have a pastor's study on Zoom. Okay, I'm going to lead a study through the book of James this fall, and I'm so excited. James is one of the most practical how-to approaches to Christianity. Each week, we're just going to take a chapter, we're going to break it down, and we're going to apply it to life, okay? I'm really excited about this. We're offering a Zoom option so that not only can you be in here, but those people online, y'all can join us as well. You can sign up for that. We also have men's groups, and we have women's groups. We got a men's group that meets Thursday at lunch, and then we've got dinners uh, once a month that we're doing together. We're going to keep that. We had so, so much fun this summer. We're just going to keep that ball rolling. We're going to keep meeting for dinner. Women's groups, they've got two groups meeting. They got one on Monday night. They got one on Wednesday night. And then they got dinners happening as well. You can find a way to register for those. We have another one. We have a starting point group. Okay, we have a group for people that are brand new to the Ridge. Maybe you are new to the Ridge and you don't know anybody just yet but you want to get to know some people here at the Ridge. We're going to meet. We've got some great leaders that are going to meet at 9.30 on Sunday mornings right here. It's kind of like a Sunday school hour just for about six weeks where you're going to get to meet other people within the congregation and have a little study together. I would encourage you to sign up for that one if you're brand new, okay? The other option is to start a new group. I'd like to form my own journey group. And what we're doing is we're just going to use this opportunity not to throw new people into existing groups. We're going to ask you to form your own group. And it's so easy to fill. If you've got a gap in your life and you're not part of a team, it's easy to fill that gap. Let me show you how when it comes to filling the gap. All you got to do to start a group is grab a few of your friends. Two, three, ten. It doesn't matter how many. Just grab a few of them, agree on a time and a place, and then push play. We'll give you the material. You just push play, watch a 15-minute discussion video or a Bible study online, and then just have a few discussions on what you've seen and what you've learned, and then close in prayer. It's just that easy. We want to encourage you to grab a few friends, grab a few family members, and form your own group. Check that if you want more information, and I'll give you more information as far as those groups go, okay? And then the last one is a, uh, we got student groups that meet on Sunday evenings each and every week, and then we got Rose Hill, that serve ministry that meets on Tuesday evenings. If you want to be a part of those, let us know. And then there's one other way to join the team. One other way I got to bring up is being a part of the membership class. If you go back to the opening page of the app, okay, and you hit down at the bottom, you'll see this little connect button down at the bottom. If you'll hit that connect button, you'll see the growth track. And if you hit the growth track, you'll see membership 101, and you'll see essentials 201 and discovery 301. We'd love to have you be a part of the membership here at the church. Okay, and once you take Membership 101, you can go and you can take Spiritual Disciplines 201 and find out how to deepen your faith. And then we'd love for you to take the Spiritual Gifts Guide 
uh, in 301 and learn more about how you're gifted to serve within the church family. Each one of those classes build on each other and we'd love to have you be a part of it. So where can you be a part of a great team? Which one of these do you need to do? And if you don't have the Ridge app open, just write down on the comment section of those cards we handed out. Write down where you, where you would like more information as far as a journey group or volunteer team or membership 101. Just write that down and drop it in the basket. We'll be in touch. But where do you need to be a part of a team? Is it on our serving teams? Is it a journey group? Is it membership? Maybe it's all of them. I don't know. But whatever you do, don't miss out. Don't miss out on what God's doing within this church family. You were made to be a part of this team and to be a part of a team. And you'll be better for it. Let's pray together. God, we just thank you so much for this church family. We thank you for the opportunity to be a part of something so great here at the Ridge. God, I just pray that you would continue to strengthen us God, that you would build up these small groups, our serving teams, God, our student ministry, our children's ministry. God, everything right here. God, just build them up so that we can keep doing your kingdom work. God, we want to be the best that we can possibly be for you. And in order for that to happen, God, we we know it. It means that we gotta be connected and we gotta stay connected with each other. So Jesus, I just pray that you would use us in mighty ways to do mighty things for your glory. God, we just can't wait to see the miracles that you are going to, just like you did for that early team back in Acts 12, God, you want to do that through each of our teams here at the Ridge. And Jesus, as we gather together, we also pray over our nation. God, we continue to pray for guidance and protection for those overseas in Afghanistan. God, for the troops And for the people that are caught in a very difficult situation, God, give wisdom and give protection. God, we also pray for Haiti. We pray for the destruction in that nation. Be with those people. God, pray that they would be provided for and feel your presence. God, we pray for the tropical storm that's heading up the coast right now. God, just pray for protection from the storm. It just seems like so much is going on right now. Jesus, we pray for the Delta cases. Pray for healing and protection from this awful disease. God, we just pray that you would be Lord. And guide us through, guide us through this time. And we thank you for being with us and for giving us the strength and the peace and the comfort that we need. And we pray for your blessings also on these tithes and offerings. God, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen.